Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 69th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. And today, I'm going to be going over a hand I played recently in a 2,000 euro side event at a European poker tour stop. And these events range from being very tough to very soft, usually depending on what they call the event, which sounds a little bit silly, but it's very true. For example, they have a side event called... Um, for example, the next one is I'm going to is in Malta. It's called something like the Italian Poker Tour or something like that. And it'll be a one they'll have a 1000 euro event and a 2000 euro event, and both of those will be incredibly soft and huge. But at the same time, near the end of the series, they'll have just a random 1000 euro event and it'll be small and actually somewhat tough. So make sure you are playing tournaments that are soft. You win money by playing in soft games, not by playing in tough games. And remember, you do not have to play all the time. I think a lot of people think that just because the tournament is running that they must play it. In reality, play tournaments that you're going to show a profit in. That's how you make money playing poker. So anyway, I have ace jack of spades in second position. The blinds are 150-300 with a 25 ante and I have 13,000 chips. My relevant opponent here is in the big blind with 12 uh with with 12,000. I have 13,000 he has 12,000. So 40 big blind effective stacks. I raised 800 from second position with ace jack of spades. I think this is perfectly fine. I've been raising a little bit larger recently, mainly because it's fine if your opponents fold preflop. It's not like it's a bad thing. Uh, but of course, raising small is fine as well. Really just depends on what you expect your opponents to do. If you expect them to call your bigger raises with the same range they'll call your smaller raises, raising bigger is better because it will allow you to extract additional value. Anyway, Big blind defends, and it comes 8-6-4, which is a pretty bad flop for me. I have There's one spade on the flop, so I have a backdoor flush draw. When the loose-aggressive European kid checks, I'm going to check behind every time, I think. This is a board that is horrible for my range and very good for my opponent's range, meaning that I should very rarely have an 8, a 6, or a 4 in my hand. The only way I've connected with this is if I'm raising with suited connectors from early position, which I am, but a lot of people don't recognize that. Or if I have a set or an overpair, and it's kind of hard to have a set or an overpair. Most of the time, I'm going to have just random overcards in this spot. And if my opponent check raises, I'm in a pretty miserable situation. If you remember back to, I believe it was episode 67, maybe 68, where I tried to run a bluff in this scenario on a board that was all low cards. My opponent should have very strong cards. This is a scenario I was hoping I was in, and my opponent would just fold a hand like ace-jack. But um, he ended up having a set, so it didn't work out too well. But notice that if my opponent check raises me, I just lose every time. <laughs> and you're not trying to set yourself up to lose every time, unless you have a set. So I check check the flop, and I think this is very mandatory. When I check behind on the flop, I want to make it clear. I'm not blindly folding to one turn bet. There are a lot of turn cards that are great for me. An ace or a jack are both fine. A spade is okay. And a king or a queen should be cards that I can easily bluff on. So... I'm not checking behind purely to get out of the way. Also, say the turn is a, a complete brick, like a two or even an eight, a six or a four, and my opponent bets, I'm going to be calling at least once and strongly considering calling the river because my hand looks fairly weak. And if my hand looks weak, my opponent should bluff a reasonable amount of the time. So I'm not trying to just get out of the way. I think a lot of people, when they check behind, they're giving up every time. And that's certainly not my plan. Whenever you do check behind, you want to have a somewhat robust strategy for dealing with aggression. Anyway, turn's great for me. Jack of clubs. So two clubs on the board now, which I'm not too concerned with. 
my opponent checks, I bet 1100 purely for value. I am now expecting to get called by a lot of eights, sixes, fours, etc. And to my surprise, my opponent check raises to 3,200, leaving himself 8,000 behind. This looks incredibly strong to me. Uh, I mean, I imagine my opponent has a lot of top pairs, a lot of sets, and then a lot of draws. Notice there are a ton of draws available. My opponent could have a draw as weak as queen 10. He could have queen 9. He could have 9-7. All these draws are open into straight draws. He could also have a random flush draw that just turned, like king, queen of clubs, or ace, x of clubs. So I think it's way too likely my opponent has a drawing hand, so I don't think I can fold this. So the next question becomes, should I just rip it in on him, or should I call? And I think I want to call. I'm not trying to fold very often, but there are some fairly obvious rivers I should strongly consider folding. Like uh, five is pretty bad, and seven's pretty bad. Um, and then there are also some rivers I can very obviously call, like an ace or a jack. So this is actually a pretty crappy spot, but I, I think that my hand is way too good, and... My opponent could very easily be bluffing, so I'm calling here. No problem call. Also, it's worth mentioning, whenever I call the turn, I don't really want to jam, because if my, if my opponent is bluffing with a hand like 9-7, I don't care if he stays in, because if he bets the river, I'm going to be good almost every time. If, if What I mean by that is, if he's going to bluff 100% of rivers and value bet 100% of rivers... Way more of the rivers are going to be good for me than for my opponent. So even if I stack off to him blindly, like say the five does come, and I just call down every time, it's not going to be too terrible if my opponent is bluffing with all of his bluffs. It's like say he has 10-9 and 9-7 and queen-10, for example. I don't know which cards are bad for me, but if he's going to bluff with all of those, there are way more cards that are good for me than cards that are bad for me in general. So rivers and ace, which is great. I, I definitely improve. If the river was an ace, king, or queen, or a jack, or really any any card, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling pretty much any bet on this river. So if my opponent knows that, he should virtually never bluff, but certainly he does not know that. So I think he'll bluff at least some percentage of the time. And given that he is loose, aggressive Euro kid, I expect him to bluff fairly often. So he does go all in for the 8,000 into the 8,300 chip pot. And like I said, even if I didn't improve, I think I'm just paying this guy off. Paying him off meaning I'm going to call. I'm really just trying to figure out if there's any river I could fold. I know I said I'd probably fold a 5 or a 7. But even even now, looking at this, I, I don't know if I can fold. Given the pot odds I'm getting and the fact that my opponent is labeled loose, aggressive European kid, I'm probably just looking him up. <laughs> Do not be opposed to looking up players who have a very loose, aggressive image. We discussed this in the previous episode, episode 68, that if your opponent, if your opponents know you are crazy and know you look crazy, you should be incredibly tight, as I was in the previous episode. And so here, I could be doing, I could be committing the exact error that my opponent committed on the previous hand from the previous episode. So if I think my opponent is loose and aggressive, but he's actually playing very tight here, I'm obviously not folding this hand, but I could easily see folding a hand like pocket tens in this spot. But uh, in general, most people are not aware of their image or if they are aware of their, their image, they just don't care. A lot of guys cannot help themselves. They have to bluff. <laughs> if they find themselves in, if they find themselves in a situation that is reasonable to bluff, they're going to go for it. 
And for that reason, this is a pretty easy call. And I think even a hand like pocket tens is a pretty easy call. Because a lot of guys knows if he has a jack, he's not just going to rip it in with a jack on the river. So my opponent's range is somewhat polarized when he check raises turn and then jams river. It's going to be mostly draws and very premium hands. And I don't think anyone's doing this with a hand like queen jack, for example, because then he's only getting called on the river when he's beat. So I can really discount a jack on the river. I'm really looking at a lot of two pairs, which I beat now, but two pairs, sets, and busted draws. I do make the call, and he chose 10-9 offsuit for absolutely nothing. And notice that on the flop, if I bet this flop and he calls, or if he raises, which I think would be what would happen most of the time, I would have had to had to fold, and I would have ended up losing this pot. But instead, we find ourselves in a reasonable situation. Our opponent got some pretty unlucky cards that induced him to bluff off, but we ended up stacking our opponent instead of making a continuation bet and just losing. So this hand worked out amazingly well for us. And make sure you are setting yourself up to have good, clean decisions. And by checking behind on the flop, I think our hand plays way better than if we just bet the flop and go from there. So that's going to be it for this week's episode. Please let me know what you think. I look forward to talking to you next week.